will experience both trials of faith and rewards of faith. And I want to make sure you don't think something's wrong with your faith when you're going through the trials. Faith is a two-sided coin. You cannot divide that. You can't have one without the other. Hello and welcome to this Thursday edition of Destined for Victory with Pastor Paul Shepard, Senior Pastor at Destiny Christian Fellowship in Fremont, California. Think back to some of the heroes of the faith, men like Moses, Abraham, the Apostle Paul. Their lives were filled with both trials and tragedy. Should you choose to follow in the steps of Christ the way those men did, you too will endure adversity, persecution, and times when your faith will be put to the test. But Pastor Paul has good news coming your way next. God will not only deliver you from these trials, He will infuse you with a kind of joy that only comes from having gone through them. Listen to this broadcast on demand at our website, pastorpaul.net. That's pastorpaul.net. Now, with today's message, Developing a Lifestyle of Faith, here is Pastor Paul. I want to wrap up the series we've been in based on God's Hall of Fame, Hall of Faith, here in Hebrews chapter 11. And I want to wrap it up simply by making sure that we understand one last important fact about faith, and that is this. Faith is a two-sided coin. One side represents trials of faith. The other side represents rewards of faith. And I cannot conclude this series without making sure we understand that both trials and rewards are rooted in faith. The reason why that's important to make clear is because you will, as you walk by faith and not by sight, you will experience both trials of faith and rewards of faith. And I want to make sure you don't think something's wrong with your faith when you're going through the trials. Faith is a two-sided coin. You cannot divide that. You can't have one without the other. It's the same coin. You know how in our money, you'll see some president's face on the front of a coin on the back, it looks very different depending on the particular coin. It could be, you know, some building or, or some other symbol on the back of the coin. You can't get the president's face and not get what's on the back. You can't order a, a coin and say, I only want the face. Don't put anything on the back. I only want the face. The, it's the same coin. You got to have the other side. If you're going to have a genuine coin and as it is true of our money, it is true of our faith. And I need you to understand that faith has to do both with trials and with rewards. So as we just peruse this final passage here in Hebrews 11, I want you to notice it as we look at the description very carefully. Now, let me begin to make my comments by taking you up to verse 23. We didn't read that in the interest of time, but look at it with me now. Hebrews 11, verse 23. By faith, 
Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. Now, some of you are already familiar with that story. Uh, if you're not, you will want to go back and familiarize yourself with the story of the birth of Moses. But uh, let me help you understand that when Moses was born, it was during a time that the Pharaoh in Egypt had said God's people were in slavery. And the Pharaoh had said, I hear there is a deliverer supposed to be coming. So let's make sure we preempt that by killing all of the newborn male children in in Egypt, but born of the Israelites, because it is from them that their deliverer is supposedly coming. So the Pharaoh says, ah, I know how to fix that. I'll just kill all the male children, and that way we won't have to worry about it. Oh, but look at this. By faith, Moses' parents, when they saw this child, They saw that he was no ordinary child. He was good in appearance. We're told that in the scriptures. He was fine in appearance. But that's not merely what they were talking about. They saw something besides his appearance. They saw the hand of God on their child. They didn't describe it that way. But any of us who have learned how to walk by faith and see what is invisible to the naked eye, you know exactly what happened. You can see things that your eyes can't see. And I want you to know when you walk by faith, you are going to experience that same thing. Sometimes you'll look at an individual, you'll look at a situation, and God will show you exactly what it is. Something beyond your natural vision. He will show you what it is. Sometimes you'll see God's hand on one of your children. And you see it. You don't know how you see it, but you see it. And it's the hand of the Lord. And what you have to learn to do is begin then to speak what you see and begin to operate according to the truth of what you see. They saw this was no ordinary child And I love this phrase, and they weren't afraid of the king's edict. They knew that he's killing all the male newborns. They knew that. They heard it, but they saw what they chose to look at was what God was doing. That's what you and I have to learn to do as we walk by faith. You got to see what God is saying. Don't listen to what other people are saying. You got to hear what God is saying. You got to see what God is doing. And sometimes to see God, you have to shut out the other things. They heard the edict, but they didn't pay it any mind because they knew God's hand was on this child. And so what happened was they hid him for three months and just made sure he wasn't seen by anyone who would get him turned in and killed. But when you go to the passage in Exodus, you'll see that the time came when they could no longer hide the child. He's three months old. He's He's noisier, and it's not realistic to keep trying to hide the child. And there obviously was some systematic searching going on for male children. I'm sure they weren't the only parents who were trying to hide a child, but it's their story being told, and they were trying to hide their child. When they could no longer do it, when they realized it's just not going to be feasible 
to continue hiding him. And the fact of the matter is the Lord didn't want him hidden. The Lord wanted him seen. And so what they did was put him in a basket, prepared it, and then his parents set it on uh, the Nile so that as people were coming down to the banks, they would discover it. And they did this as an act of faith. This wasn't an act of desperation. This was an act of faith. Why? Because they saw he was no ordinary child and they knew that God had plans for him, which meant he wasn't going to die in infancy. You have to learn to walk so that you act on what you know God has shown you and what God is saying to you. And they put him out there. They let go and let God. You ever heard that expression? That's what we have to literally do. Sometimes you have to let something go, but you're not letting it go in desperation. You're letting it go into the will of God. Some of y'all have to do that with your children. I talked to one of our members this week who said, Pastor, I took to heart what you said in the previous message. I have one of those children. I just had to let them go. But it wasn't in desperation. It's in faith. Because I told you in that message, sometimes people have to get to a, a place of pain and discomfort. And you can't shield them all the time. And some of y'all have been praying for folk who are fighting God real hard. And you just have to pray like the old says, God, whatever it takes. I'm putting them on this river and I'm going to let them go. And I'm trusting you with the results. Let go. Who here is, I want you to answer inwardly, not outwardly. But who here has something you've been desperately trying to hold on to? And the reality is, God says, give it to me. Let it go, release it, and believe him for the results. It was an act of faith. That's a challenge. You got to give up your baby. Your baby. When you have a child, you expect to be able to raise the child, enjoy seeing them grow up, and enjoy them going through the different stages of life, and all of that. But no, when you walk according to God's will, you have to understand that when he blesses you, even with a child, that child belongs to him more than to you. So they had to give him up, but they gave him up into the hands of the Lord. Act of faith, a challenge, a trial, really a trial of faith to have to say, Lord, okay, we're going to trust you with this. We'll be right back with more of today's Destined for Victory message with Pastor Paul Shepard, so don't go away. If you enjoy listening to Destined for Victory, we know you'll love watching some of his best video clips by subscribing to Pastor Paul on YouTube. For more details on all of his social media, scroll to the bottom of the homepage at PastorPaul.net. That's PastorPaul.net, where you can always listen on demand to recent messages and find a variety of features and resources. Do you want to improve your spiritual vision, reject what you see, and learn to walk by faith? Here's Pastor Paul with the rest of today's Destined for Victory message, Developing a Lifestyle of Faith. Verse 24, by faith Moses, when he had grown up. Now, where did he grow up? He grew up in Pharaoh's household. Because who discovered him? Pharaoh's daughter. And when she saw, she knew. And the people around her said, well, you know, that's one of the Hebrew children, you know he's supposed to be killed. But her heart went out. Said, they're not killing this baby. My daddy not going to kill this baby. But that wasn't about them. It was about what God was doing. You have got to realize that life isn't about the stuff you see. It is about the stuff you don't see. 
God was doing something. God put it in that girl's heart to want that child. And so it's funny when you read the Exodus account, because Moses' own sister, his older sister, is the one who was nearby when this discovery took place. And she ran over and said, "Uh, excuse me, but would you like me to get one of the Hebrew women to nurse this child for you? And say, oh, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, do that. She ran, got the child, got her own mother, who was the child's mother. Said, mommy, she wants you to nurse the baby and she's going to pay you. Don't tell me what God won't do. When she gave up the baby, God gave the baby back to her. And that day, nursing took place two to three years. So she got a couple of years. She can still be with the child throughout the day. And while she's nursing the child, she can be speaking truth. I know the house you're living in, but you are not an Egyptian. You are Hebrew. You are born with God's stamp on your life. I mean, she can just, while she's nursing, just speak to the baby. And the baby's going to get old enough where the baby can understand. You know, two-year-old know what you're saying. She got to input into the child's life and get a paycheck. Nursing home child. So that by the time he's turned over and he's no longer being nursed and she's not directly influential, she's already spoken over him, she's prayed over him, she's blessed him, and he's good to go. And by faith, when he has grown up, it says, he refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. See, faith, the trials of faith, Sometimes you choose because you're going to do what God wants you to do. And whatever the consequences are, that's what they are. He chose to go through the trial of faith. He chose to say, I will not enjoy the pleasures of being a prominent prince in Egypt. When these people are wrong, they're out of God's will. God's wrath is going to come upon them. He knew all of this. It was part of his built-in calling. And he said, I'm not going to stay here and live in luxury and pleasure and all only to experience the wrath of God. No, I would rather go through the trial with my people and be there when God brings my people out. He chose it. You have to make some great choices that will have poor, at least short-term consequences. That's part of your walk of faith. See, don't listen to people who tell you faith is all about the high mountain experiences and the victory experiences only. That's only one side of the coin. Same coin means sometimes you have to make a tough choice. Sometimes you have to decide to do what's right on your job rather than what's popular on your job. And some of you may even get terminated for doing what's right. Can't happen. Don't know. But you have to be willing to face that if that's going to be the consequence. I've told you before about our friend who had a job decades ago and she was answering the phone for her boss. And the boss came by the desk and said, listen, when so-and-so calls, they're getting on my nerves. I don't want to talk to him anymore. Tell him I'm not here. She says, sir, I can't do that. 
He said, why? He said, because you're here. I can't tell him you're not here when you're here. I'm a believer. I follow the word of the Lord. I can't lie for you. She said, now, I can tell him you're not available. No, no, no. I don't want him to know I'm in the building. She said, well, I'm sorry. I can't help you with that. When he calls, I'll put it on hold, ring your office and tell you he's on the phone. If you'd like to leave the building, I'll wait until you leave. He said, no, no, that's ridiculous. She said, well, I'm sorry, sir. I can't help you. And he just huffed off. She didn't know what the consequence would be. You know, some of y'all do that with the rascal you work for. You out of a job. In her case, he got convicted. Later in the day, he wanted to talk to her about her faith. She didn't get fired. She got a chance to witness. Now, that's the reward of faith. But some of y'all would experience the trial of faith. You leaving there with, with stuff in a box. But if you leave with a box, you've done what Moses did. You chose to be mistreated. You chose to go through that disgrace, that inconvenience, looking ahead to another reward. Sometimes you have to have short-term inconvenience in order to have long-term victory. Now, read on. Verse 27, he left Egypt not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him, the Lord, who is invisible. That's what you and I have to learn to do. Look at the next verse. By faith, he kept the Passover, the sprinkling of blood, so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. In other words, he lived the rest of his life always focused on what God wanted, not caring about the consequences. Always focused on the Lord himself. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea. As on dry land, when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. I've always told you about those Egyptians. That was not smart. You know, you're chasing these people, a couple of million of them, and they go through the middle of a sea on a highway. I know they weren't believers. You don't have to be a believer to have sense. If I'm the first guy in the first chariot, And I see ahead of me that there are these two walls of water and there's a dry highway. Something's going to tell me whoever they serve does not want me to get them. Your mama taught you that. I mean, just some things just make sense. And I would have pulled over to the side of the road. Let all my other crazy friends go on down there. I'd have been the one dry Egyptian in the whole thing. I've been the only chariot over here. I've been waving around. All right, man, see you later. All right, take care. <laughs> or, you know, growing up, how we used to do, you didn't even have to speak when you was saying goodbye to somebody. You just do your head up like that. <laughs> I'd be watching them go by. And they drowned in the sea. Verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around them for seven days. Here's another little quick lesson of faith. Sometimes walking by faith means you'll have to follow what seemed to be futile, ridiculous direction from God. After they marched around, what kind of war strategy is that? It is the issue of obeying God no matter what he tells you to do. It seemed futile. It would seem ridiculous. When we going to get to fight? 
The reality is, God said, I didn't ask you to fight this battle. I asked you to do what I told you. So the question for you is going to be through the rest of your life. What did God say about this? Only question that matters. What did God say about this? If God has a clear word on the matter, then you've got to follow that. No need of praying. No need of praying. God already spoke. Do what he said, even when it seems ridiculous, and you will see God's results take place. Thanks so much for being here for today's Destined for Victory message, Developing a Lifestyle of Faith. Well, as you know, Destined for Victory exists only through the faithful prayer and financial support of friends like you. And you would not be hearing this program today without the generous support of listeners that we're very thankful for. Every prayer, every gift. Pastor Paul has joined me. And Pastor, I know you're especially grateful for those who have taken the steps to support us monthly as a Destined for Victory partner. Let's talk about that regular support and what it means to the ministry. Wayne, thanks so much for bringing this up because it is true Without our regular donors, people would not be able to hear this broadcast. Yes, the gospel is free, but the plumbing costs a lot (laughs) to get the gospel to people through the airwaves, through various means and media. We can only do that with the financial support as well as the faithful prayers of our listeners. So I want to, first of all, thank every partner who gives each month. Because of our donors, the word of God is going out not only throughout the country, but literally around the world. We're hearing from people who listen to us on the continent of Africa, continent of Asia, continent of Europe. And so we really are reaching the world with the gospel. And we can only do that because of our partners. Thank you, those of you who are our partners, for giving every month. Thank you to our legacy builders who are giving significant gifts of large size because that's helping us do what we're doing. And I want to encourage and challenge every listener, whether your gift is smaller or large, whatever God blesses you to do, if you remember us and if you count us worthy to be part of your giving, I would love to have you as a partner and I will thank you regularly because you are helping to make it happen. I appreciate so much our partners all around the world. Yes, and I know they appreciate you too, Pastor, and all the work you're doing for the kingdom through the Destined for Victory Media Ministry. Keep in mind that for as little as $20 a month, you too could become a Destined for Victory partner, joining Pastor Paul and a host of other believers in Christ in sharing the gospel all over the world. Now, in appreciation of your partnership, we'll send you a few thank you gifts, including one of our most popular resources, Pastor Paul's CD, The Best of Let My People Smile. It's a compilation of some of Pastor's most humorous illustrations and stories, something that will be sure to make you laugh and learn at the same time. So call 855-339-5500 or mail your gift, letting us know you wish to become a partner. Our address is Destined for Victory. Post Office Box 1767, Fremont, California, 94538. You can also sign up by clicking Become a Partner right at the top of the homepage at our website, PastorPaul.net. That's PastorPaul.net. If you can't become a partner but would like to send a generous gift today, we'll send you this month's thank you gift, a study guide from InterVarsity Press called God's Love, Knowing God's Love Through the Psalms. That's Knowing God's Love Through the Psalms, yours by request, for your generous donation to Destined for Victory. 
So the question for you is going to be through the rest of your life. What did God say about this? If God has a clear word on the matter, then you've got to follow that. No need of praying. No need of praying. God already spoke. Do what he said, even when it seems ridiculous, and you will see God's results take place. That's tomorrow in Pastor Paul Shepard's message, Developing a Lifestyle of Faith. Until then, remember, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. In Christ, you are destined for victory.